cryptid in the woods. Sounds crazy, no? But here, on our little podcast of blurry photos, you might say every one of us is a cryptid in the woods, learning what we can, trying not to get shot. It isn't easy. You may ask, why do we stay out here if it's so dangerous? Well, we stay because blurry photos is fun. And how do we explore the unexplained? That, I can tell you in one word. Suspicion! 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 Who day and night makes you scramble for a living Dumps down all our children and poisons all our food And who runs the banks from a shadow government And had Wiley Cyrus twerk The New World Order Suspicion The New World Order Suspicion What will make you run and scream and hide and cry Has thirteen legs and just one eye What comes out at night and likes to eat elbows And might be a fucking sandhill crane The monsters, the monsters Suspicion The monsters, the monsters Suspicion Bolivia has gigantic stones, Gobekli, it was buried. I hear we're on a hollow earth, the Atlas Pass was scary. The weird sights, the weird sights. Suspicion. The weird sights, the weird sights. Suspicion. And who likes all them treats? Like Mike and Ike's and Reese's And who has tasty eats And lots of love for Jesus The candy chat Delicious The candy chat (laughs) Delicious The New World Candies Suspicion. The new world. The monster. Suspicion. Why, without our suspicions, our lives would be as inexplainable as. as. as a cryptid in the woods. Oh, David Flora. It's nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of fun to do. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Blurry Photos. I am David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. And welcome to the podcast. Yeah, we do not. We, we did not pay Topol. No. To be here. Nor Zero week. Mostel. Definitely not Zero Mostel. <laughs> it ain't just a clever name, all right? On a scale of one to ten. God. <laughs> uh, hey, you asked for it, you fuckers, and you oh, are getting it yeah. right now. That's right. I have been uh, waiting patiently for this to happen, and now it has. Have you? Yes. Yes? Not patiently. That part was a lie. <laughs> but waiting. You you are the voice of the people on this, I, I think. am. I am. You're and, the people's champion. And, and so You what, have what, the people's what? elbow, and you, you hit me with it constantly. With all your rooty toot and... Rudy poo candy Rudy, ass. Rudy poo candy ass, that's it. See, I don't... I don't know. Nigga toot, y'all. I'm uh, more of a, a macho man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to open up this particular box tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you smell <laughs> what the cat you <laughs> I wish that you guys could have seen the weird thing Flora's tongue just did. That's <laughs> what The Rock did, yo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Randy Macho Man Savage guy. Yeah, like yeah. The, the the him and the rock two very different times yeah, for the yeah. for pro wrestling. Uh yeah. Well, tonight 
You asked for it, you got it. Yeah. We're talking about the Dybbuk box. I'm so proud of you. You said that, and you've only spotted your, your pants a little bit. It's it's not a scary thing. It's I I just don't want to lose the audio. That's right. All. That's yeah, all. No, that's so fine. We'll we'll tell you why uh, the the superstition abounds. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And uh, why I'm not uh, scared. I don't want to lose the audio. That's all. That's all that matters to I me. I think that it'll be fine because we are going to be very respectful as we already have been <laughs> in this podcast. We've lost audio before. It's not fun. I know. I know. We've had to re-record uh, an episode. Yep. We'll never tell you which one. We'll never tell you. Because You'll never we don't guess. want you to know that, that maybe sometimes we knew what we were going to say. <laughs> Just that one time. I think I think the lost audio is was better than the... Uh, it always is. It always them. is. For sure. So, hey, what, what the hell is a Dybbuk box? And where did it come from? What can it do? What does it do? Is it real? What are, what are the explanations? All the stuff. We're just going to uh, get our, our stank all over. Oh, man, we truly are. We have, uh, I mean, I've, we've been sitting on this powder cake for a long time, and it's time for it to blow up yeah. in your ears. A week away from Guy Fox, and we're still going to see yep. some fireworks. Yeah, we have, we've been sitting on this thing, and it's, 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 it's time for everyone to know. So kick it off. Dybbuk box. Yeah. So this particular piece of paranormal furniture came into public attention around 2003 when it was put on eBay. Yeah, the source of this mystery? Motherfucking eBay. (laughs) So you Uh, know it's good. uh, And it was put on there along with a pretty disturbing backstory. Uh, But before getting to that story, let's talk about the name. Yeah. Let's let's break this down a little bit. Who put the Dybbuk in the box, y'all? It's my Dybbuk in a box. (laughs) Uh, Dybbuk in a box. One. (laughs) Put a hole in a box. Two. Put Put a vengeful spirit in that box. box. Three. Don't you open that box. eBay that box. (laughs) eBay that. All right. Um, So in Jewish folklore, an evil spirit which enters into a living person and possesses them, uh, latching onto their soul and causing the person to not be themselves and show signs of mental illness, among other things, is called a dybbuk. Yep. Or a uh, debook, but it can go either way, so we're going to go with the dibbuk. Don't worry, we'll debook this later. <laughs> it's more folklore, as it uh, doesn't appear in Talmudic literature, nor in the Kabbalah. Uh, instead, the term evil spirit is what appears and is considered synonymous. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's uh, I mean, there are people who believe in a, a functionally a, an equivalent of a Jewish witchcraft. Right. You know, that, that is, that again, very folklore-based, uh, very little really is known about it. Yeah. In Hebrew, the term dibuk means to cling or cleave. It appears in 16th and 17th century folkloric literature from the spoken language of German and Polish Jews. So that's where we yep. first start seeing it on paper. Uh, the act of attachment of the spirit to a body became the name, basically. Mm-hmm. So dibbuk to attach, you know, to a yeah. soul spirit. Then uh, they're just like, well, that sounds good enough. It's believed to be the dislocated spirit of a dead person, either not laid to rest or whose sins were so enormous that they were denied uh, transmigration of the soul. Thus, they sought refuge in living bodies. Mm-hmm. It uh, kind of becomes synonymous with demons and is even called demon because of uh, a Christian influence, actually. Right. And, and that's, uh, you know, people like to use the terminology they're familiar with. Right. And so it gets kind of drawn into that. But in Judaism, there's no heaven, there's no hell. And so there's no demons. You know, so it, like it, those differences are important, even though to uh you know someone of a more christian mind like oh it's a demon demon possession right 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 yeah, you know not really right the conceptions grew from a combination of jewish and non-jewish beliefs so that's why you get uh dibbuk being synonymous with demon and uh, uh possession uh i didn't see anything that said it uh, was the same thing as maybe a jinn but i i would be surprised if that didn't crop up somewhere throughout time. Yeah, exactly. And there's even the thought that they were used to encourage uniformity of belief or action by fear. 
So uh, it's kind of like saying the rules that we have, do them right, or you invite a Dybbuk in. Right. You know, don't mess up, don't be lazy, or you're going to get a Dybbuk. So it's it's kind of a, a fear based motivator. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's I guess it'll get the job done. <laughs> it's considered a negative demonic possession with uh protocols in some Kabbalistic literature and manuscripts on how to exercise them, which is usually performed by uh accomplished Hasidim or uh, uh very pious figures in, in uh, uh Judaism. Or um from our ghost tale episode, uh, you get one of those guys. It's just a professional banisher, right? Just have him stay in the house Make for a sure night. You give him the money up front. <laughs> <laughs> Conversely, a positive possession is known as an ebur, which is awesome. Yeah, you can you can be uh, uh, possessed by a good spirit, just to basically to to accomplish a goal that you otherwise may not be able to. I particularly like that concept because it's far more insulting. Uh, no. You're not good enough for this. Steve, so, uh, Steve never would have thought of that on his own. <laughs> He's clearly being influenced by a supernatural entity because <laughs> Steve's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> did Did Steve just open the door for me? Oh, Eber, got what got us an Eber, Eber. So that's that's kind of the the background of the name and mm-hmm. the uh, the concept of the Dibuk itself. So let's talk about uh, this box and the story that goes along with it, shall we? Yes, please. The story of this object uh, actually begins, allegedly, in the ghettos of Lodz, Poland, in 1938. In the ghetto, and my rabbi cried. Because if there's one thing that he don't need, it's another rock pouring through the busy streets in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, that's really well done. Uh, that's good. Flora, don't you understand? <laughs> Dave needs a helping hand. <laughs> We're going to have a big ass old podcast someday. All right, that's it. That's a, all the Elvis. Big ass old podcast. That's right. Well, that's actually our next podcast. Dave and Dave's big ass old podcast. <laughs> Tonight we're shooting off guns. <laughs> Let's go chase critters. Yeah. Great. Actually, that sounds like a great podcast. <laughs> That's Big our old, YouTube channel. Big ass podcast. Uh, you welcome. Uh, well, this is Chasing Critters with Dave and Dave. Today we got us a whole mess of possum. <laughs> and, uh, well, we're just going to get right to it. <laughs> Don't want to waste no time. <laughs> Maestro, if you please. Uh, so, anyways, back uh, back to the ghettos of Poland. <laughs> back to um, World War II in Poland. <laughs> uh, so, around this time, spiritism was in vogue. Yep. Good old popular uh, uh, spiritism that we've dealt with before. People coughing up all muslin and uh, butter and yeah, all that good stuff. Ectoplasm and readings <laughs> and seances and... Yeah, well, uh, um, some women were playing around with a spirit board and uh, holding seances. Yep. And apparently reached a true spirit that started uh, recurring on subsequent seances to them, seeming to gain more and more influence and perhaps become more sinister. The women decided to bring it fully into the physical world and bind it. That's ballsy. It is ballsy. Like, because it starts with, like, I mean,. Where's the, I mean, I guess I know we keep mentioning it a lot lately, but the movie The Craft may have covered this territory, but the the progression from, I'm bored, let's play with a Ouija board, two weeks later, and in darkness I bind this ethereal (laughs) spirit to me. I kind of think of it as like that neighbor. That's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, what what's going on? And then and then like two weeks later, you're like. This guy is crazy. Yeah. Let's let's bind him eternally. And <laughs> you come home him. and he's already on your couch. Hey, started the party without you. Right, yeah. He's like the that creepy dude. Hey, um, this is a pants optional sofa, right? Or are you gonna be a dick about it? <laughs> hey, uh, uh you wanna come shooting some possum with us later? <laughs> uh so they did. They bound it, and they were successful, yep. and uh, that is the uh, apparent roots of where the spirit came from, where the Dybbuk came from. Uh, so, now we skip ahead to 2001. Now it is the future. 
going straight to the future and a man named Kevin Manis. The future and antiquing. (laughs) Kevin Manis went to an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The sale was from a Jewish lady that had passed away at age 103. Whoa, way to go, lady. She happened to be one of the ladies that bound the spirit. She was also a Holocaust survivor who had fled to Spain during the war, and she had acquired a wine cabinet while there and made it into a storage unit for this uh, bound entity. She brought that to the U.S. with her not long after that. And not much else. I mean, she brought that and the clothes on her back, but right. she she grabbed this cabinet and kept it kit. with her. Yeah, kept it with her. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Manus ends up buying this in this estate sale. He purchases uh, a few things, and, and this uh, wine cabinet was one of them. And he was approached by the lady's granddaughter, who called it a Dybbuk box, and relayed that the grandmother emphatically said to never open it. Yeah, that was she kept the box very close to her mm-hmm. at all times. It was never to be opened. Wanted to be buried with it. Yeah, but uh, because it didn't fit with the the Orthodox tradition, she was she. It didn't get buried with her. Yeah. There's a little plaque in a synagogue that says no no furniture with with burial. <laughs> there's a there's a plaque that says no demons with uh, right. bodies. Please <laughs> messes with Shalom. The sh- yeah, messes with the shway. After after a little more conversation with this granddaughter, um, Manus offered to give it back as a keepsake because it sounded very important to them. Yeah, she was describing this thing and how important it was to her grandmother, and he felt bad. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, maybe this shouldn't have been sold. I'm so sorry. Here, please take it back. I'll you know keep the money." I he tried to be a nice guy about right. it, right? And she <laughs> said, "Nope." Yeah, she, she thought that he was like like she kind of misunderstood and was like oh no 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 you bought this and right. it's done we have completed right. the transaction you made a no, deal no backsies she started getting really ex- insistent and and kind of oddly emotional about yeah. it uh and then uh started yelling at him to to keep it and and then to basically leave <laughs> you bought it yeah you made the deal get out of here i don't want to see it you got your precious antique <laughs> now go so manis actually owned a small antiques and furniture refinishing business and intended to refinish the cabinet and give it to his mother as a present. (laughs) This is why you should never give presents to your parents. Hey, I just got this box from a dead person. You want it? All I really need you to do is touch it. (laughs) So he took it to his store's basement workshop. And he left it there and, and went out to run some errands, yep. you know, whatever. He's a busy man. He's a small business owner in the big city of, of Portland. Right, right. He probably needed some chicory. Trying trying to get the liberal's boot off of his neck. I feel like everyone in Portland wants to drink coffee, but they're all afraid to because it's popular. So I think, I'll bet you, like, chicory's real popular in Portland. <laughs> I, I don't know. Portland don't know. listeners tell me if I'm an idiot. Yeah, but do you, what do you guys drink? Chicory? I'm gonna I'm gonna open a chicory store and make a fucking killing. I'm gonna open Hickory Chicory Dock. It's gonna be on the water and it's gonna sell rocking chairs and tea. Wait, maybe it should be Hickory Chicory Rock. Hmm. I'll think about it and then I'll open it. <laughs> you could also sell phalluses. Oh, okay. Well, that's how and we're gonna fund chives. this podcast with our chicory sales. <laughs> Get us a banner ad for um, Gold Medal Chicory Club. (laughs) (laughs) That worked out so well for us. Oh, God. All right. So he goes out to run some errands. And then 30 minutes later, he he gets this call from his employee that's that's there at the store. We're all out of chicory. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know where to get any. See? You have to get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Tell no one. Well, she was she was actually in hysterics. Yeah, she was she was upset, saying that she was locked in the store and someone was in the workshop swearing and breaking glass and throwing stuff around down there. Uh, so he races back to the store and he finds her cowering in a corner. She's a mess, and so he he goes to the basement to check and see what's going on. Uh, the basement is dark, and at the bottom of the stairs, he gets this powerful whiff of cat urine and there's there's absolutely no cats around nor had there ever been in this place yeah the bulbs 
to the lights had all been broken. And from what I read, that was about 19 in total. Woof. Bulbs and fluorescence and everything. No one was in the basement. And there was only one way in and out. And that was the way he he came in, obviously. And no one had gone past him on the stairs. No one had come out, you know, when when the woman, his employee, was there. Yeah, she probably would have noticed that she would have what, noticed with the that. terror and all. So, needless to say, she walked out, never came back. And 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 that was that for the time. So, uh 2 weeks later, he got to work on refinishing it and he opens this cabinet. So, this is before the cabinet was opened. This is before that, yeah. So, he just opens it when he starts in a couple of weeks later and he finds the following in there. Two wheat pennies from the 1920s. A lock of blonde hair bound by hemp cord. A lock of brown hair bound by hemp cord. A small granite statue engraved with the Hebrew word shalom. A small gold wine goblet. One dried rosebud. And a single candle holder with four octopus-shaped legs, he describes. And you're going to find pictures of this online. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to wonder. He tried giving them back to the family he bought it from because he thought, you know, again, these are these are probably keepsakes. They're, they've probably been in yeah. the family. You, you guys might want these. Nope. They refused. Totally refused. So he put them back in the cabinet and he finishes refinishing it. And, uh, and then his mother's birthday rolls around. He gives her this wine cabinet. Thought Which- it might be a nice present. Which is kind of surprises me at that point. That's the one thing that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, if if you're going to refinish a cabinet, you clear it out. Well, yeah. Just, just, just pointing out, just being a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, you could figure out something to do with, like, why hair? Why would you want to keep hair in there? I mean, like, I, I, even, I could even understand just for the sake of curiosity, like, because that's a weird collection of things. Yeah. But things that are weird about that, U.S. pennies. Yeah. Why, why U.S. currency? True. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, like if you're going to refinish a cabinet, well, well, uh, be careful. I can't really, I can't really lay it over to sand the, the front of it because I, there's a bunch of stuff in there mm-hmm. that for no reason I'm unwilling to remove. And there are Hebrew letters carved everywhere on it. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Outside and inside. Speaking of sanding. Right. So anyway, he refinishes it. Maybe he refinishes takes it. everything out and then puts it all back in again. I yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's just like, well, this came with it, so right. <laughs> keep it there. And he gives it to his mother. So he's just given this to his mother. He goes out of the room for five minutes, and then another employee of his comes running to get him and says, you got to come, something's wrong with your mom. He goes in there, he finds his mother in a chair beside the box, expressionless, with tears streaming down her face. And it turns out she'd suffered a stroke. So he takes her to the hospital and everything. She's uh, She... Is okay. She's yeah, still she, alive and everything. The next day, he he went to check on her in the hospital, and uh, she couldn't speak. She'd mm-hmm. suffered some paralysis, so uh, she could only point to some letters on a sheet in order to communicate. And um, he asked her how she was doing, and she spelled out N O G I F T. And he he was like, oh well, no, I I remembered your birthday. Uh, I I gave you this wine yeah. cabinet, you know. I I gave it to you yesterday. Here, let me just put it in bed with you so you remember. <laughs> why she, why are you silently screaming? She got she got pretty agitated in this state, and spelled out H A T E G I F T. That spells hate gift for does, our yeah. um, illiterate friends. So at, at this point, he still. Not really connecting the dots yeah. on everything that has but gone on. Jesus, sorry, Mom. Listen, I, I know that you had a stroke and everything, but I don't think it affected the manners part of your brain. <laughs> uh, he then tries to give it to his sister, his brother, his girlfriend, and all of them give it back to him with uh, various complaints. Yeah, uh, Some of them said that it, it smelled like jasmine. While the, their spouse said it smelled like cat piss. Yeah. Nightmares. Some of them, uh, uh, yeah, complained that something just felt wrong, you know, and, and they, they just didn't want it. Right. So they, they all gave it back to him. So he decides to, to sell it. Mm-hmm. And he does. He's successful. He sells it. But then he returns 
a couple days later to his house, I guess from work or something, and there it is sitting on his front step with a note that said, this has a bad darkness. And he's still like, what the, what, what, why can I not get rid of this? It's just a cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) Still not connecting any dots for this stuff. And then he starts having nightmares in which he'd be walking along with, with a loved one and he'd turn and look at them and they'd look back and then suddenly they transform into this hideous old hag yeah. and proceed to get on him and beat the living shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, they rock him like a hurricane. Yeah, and and then he wakes up and he's got real bruises on him. Yeah, he's genuinely, actually, physically messed up from yeah. it. Yeah, so then he asks his, his brother, his sister, you know, everybody he's tried to give it to, and they've all had similar nightmares and experiences like that. So then he starts thinking something's up. <laughs> something's a little weird with this because we all had these experiences. The common denominator here is the box. Yep. And then he starts seeing shadow beings out of the corner of his eye. And first thought he has is, well, let's destroy it. But then he stops himself, says, no, I I don't want to destroy it because maybe then it'll just latch onto me. Right. And you know? It seems to, to really be fixated on staying with the cabinet itself. It's staying in the box. I, I like that everyone else around this guy has no problems very quickly saying this thing's bad news. And he's like, what? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> What's going on? Come on, guys. And and here's the thing. He had the most traumatic event of all. It went ape shit in his basement and terrified his, his co-worker. Yeah, first first out of the gate there. And he's all like, no. what? I, you know what? I, I got to tell you, all these things that are happening... He might somehow be related to this box. I I think this guy was refinishing furniture as some sort of work release from from like a head injury clinic. <laughs> those those fumes from the stain. Yeah, man, come on. They are pretty potent. I just Wise I stained up. some wood recently, and I I, I don't think it affected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just recently revarnished a cabinet, and I don't know what evil is anymore. <laughs> I I can no longer perceive darkness. So he say there there are shadows that are starting to creep up on him, and uh, rather than destroy it, he puts it on eBay. Right, that's what literally everyone does. Rather than destroy something, right, I'll eBay it. With this great story, right, right, he writes this whole thing out. He he's honest and upfront about it. Has no minimum amount. Actually, starts out I think the bidding at like ninety nine cents. Yeah, he he just wants to get rid of it. And he does. A student in Missouri named Yosef Nitska bought it. Yosef, you stupid bastard. Don't you know not to buy things from eBay? Well, I, and I, it, he probably bought it because of the story that went along with it. Well, it yeah. started getting some hype behind it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the student buys it. Well, after a little while, he has uh, all the bulbs in his house burned out. He's plagued with these bug infestations. Uh, these weird smells, and then the old straw on uh, Yosef the camel here, his hair started to fall out. Oy. So he puts it back on eBay. He's like, that's enough. That's, yeah, F this. Yeah. And there it was picked up by a university museum curator named Jason Haxton for the ripe old sum of $280. Yeah. So Yosef basically flipped this box. Right. He was <laughs> for like... For a good profit. <laughs> Flipped this box. All it cost was his his hair. Yeah, I flipped it. Now this is a here's a fun fact I have for you. Now Jason Haxton is the uh, the director of the Museum of Osteopathic Medicine in Kirksville, Missouri. Bone stuff. Yep, yep. he's a boner. He's a he's he's a boner. Well, osteopathy is a a school of medicine um, that's not. So if you become a doctor, an osteopath, you're a, a DO instead of an MD. Hmm, okay. Um, I know this. Because uh, my very best friend, Eric's wife, is a DO. And where do you think she got her degree? Kirksville, Missouri. She is friends with this guy's wife. Whoa. Mic drop. Whoa. We'll come back to that in a second. Cool. What happened to the uh, the, the, the Haxton family after well, um, uh, acquiring this fine, fine cabinet? I'll tell you what. Uh, he nothing. Cl- nothing at all. The story ended. Yeah. That's Good night. It. Here comes listener mail. Oh, I- no. <laughs> iTunes, Stumble Pond. Bye. 
No, uh, he claimed to have some experience with uh, physical illness. Yeah. He got uh, hives, started coughing up blood, got welts all over his body. Uh, his wife apparently got uh, uh, bloody blisters. What? They had, uh, they had, again, they had light bulbs busting in the house, started having these mi- nightmares, and uh, his camel straw came with a black flame-like mass in his living room that appeared when he and his son were watching TV one night. Buh. Yeah. Uh, now, see, so uh, the the end of this is that my friend's wife knows this woman, and she carries no permanent illness, no effects of it, and she knew this woman for years, apparently never speaks of it. Yeah. She had no idea that any of this had happened. Yeah. I mean, it, from the stuff that I gathered when I was researching, none of them were particularly into paranormal stuff. Right. And uh, uh, Jason Haxton actually still is uh, very skeptical of stuff. He he very much takes a, a scientific approach to mm-hmm. things, but leaves you know the spiritual side open. And and the wife is is even more removed from the paranormal stuff. Right, and you know they they both work in a, in a medical school. Mm-hmm. This this museum is part of a medical school, and I can see, I can see that. And the thing that I that that really lends credence to that is that. I think with something like this that is completely not understood or difficult to understand, and it scares you, you don't know what's doing it, people don't talk about things like you well, know, they, they just assume leave well enough alone. And Jason was the first one to like really do the thorough research on this right. and, and came up with a plan because he wasn't going to have it. Yeah. And what he did was lock it in the basement and uh, hopefully... You know that would that would get rid of everything. Everything would stop. Well, it didn't. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the story. It started in a basement, and that didn't go well for the basement. It hates light bulbs. Apparently, incandescence. It, it attracted a ton of bugs. Mm-hmm. In particular, those we call them silverfish in Chicago. I think they're the little centipede-looking things that are always just scooting across the wall. House centipedes. House centipedes, yeah, they they called them uh, scorpion centipedes, I think, or perhaps Scutigeracoleoptrata. Oh, that's an entomologist, Epeen. But they're not. Are they really centipedes? I'm sorry or about is it that. Like, what a family. Oh my god, that thing is big. Right. That's your that's your degree, right? Yeah, they they actually are centipedes. They are. They are. Yeah. How many legs do they have? Uh, it's various. Oh, weird. Because they lose them in like gang fights and stuff. Right? <laughs> in gang fights, so um, they, they're predators of spiders. So yeah, I hate them. No, I, I nobody hate, likes them. They're too fast for anybody's fast. peace of mind. They're fast and they're nasty looking. Yeah, never had one do anything to me. They but they just look. Nasty. And they don't die clean. It's no. like they just instantly turn into the biggest leggy, twitchy mess on earth. They curl up, and I don't know. That's Scutigera. Coleoptera, ladies. I've got a lot of spiders in my place, so I, I think I'm I, I I feel pretty good that that my house is is clear of these these little <laughs> fuckers. Oh man, that's the hardest thing. I asked myself a hundred times, like, what would I rather have, the spiders or the centipedes? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather have the spiders. No. Personally, they no. take care of the other shit. These Spudolatra phenylalanines, they they go after the spiders and. And then they're they're just dicks. Yeah, but what are the spiders taking care of that's worse than a spider? Nothing. Spiders don't don't bother me. Flies bother me. I have a degree in entomology, and I hate spiders. Well, I have a degree in theater, and I hate house centipedes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> gets a lot of these things. Yeah, attract and and not like oh look, there's five of those fucking house centipedes, hundreds of them. Oh my God! Huh. Writhing around in the basement. Okay. That's that is the biggest hebe-inducing GB mechanism Ugh. in the weeby. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they got rid of them or you know uh, called in an exterminator or what. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. Yeah, <laughs> they went all contra on them. But, <laughs> yeah. But uh, then they get the this weird thing. They get this white mold that creeps across the basement, and. If the house centipedes weren't enough, the spiders in the basement were enveloped by this white mold, and they were it, it apparently killed them so fast because you know when spiders die, they curl up and right. they, they get all uh, dumb about it. But like this mold froze them; it was almost like a frost. 
that went over them, and they could just mid web spinning basically you could see these spiders just on the the walls and the ceilings and in the corners so there was no curling up or anything it was hmm. it just enveloped them and smothered them and killed them and apparently this white mold was something that was going around killing bats and things like that i remember hearing about that mm-hmm. yeah that was a big deal yeah so that was that was weird yeah and he was still having i guess nightmares and and just bad things happen too so what's he do? He consults with rabbis and nice. decides to reseal the Dybbuk. See, now this is the first guy who decided to play the game by the game's rules. Right. And not just like right. stare it in the, in the face. And yeah, he's like, like, what? Yeah, he's like, this is a problem. This is a job for a rabbi. <laughs> so he ends up sealing this thing, the whole cabinet, in an ark made of acacia wood lined with 24 karat gold, which apparently calmed the effects of it. Yeah. And then he he has since buried it in a place nobody knows. Yeah, mystery buried place. Yeah. So so nobody can get to this thing. And and I think he even went so far as to put the whole ark in military casing as well. Wow. So like he sealed it up right. Yeah, that thing is It'll be there. That thing will come back for like little kids with rocket belts and holographic mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. They're going to find it and it's going to wreck their lives. Right. Or the roach people that right. come out of what, everything on top. But what is the thing going to do in the future where there's there's no light bulbs? How is it going to express its <laughs> It's going to be extra angry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone only drinks chicory because coffee's extinct. <laughs> Hello is back there. <laughs> So that's that's where we're at with it. That's the current state of the union in Dybbuk Town. <laughs> right. Mr. Haxton has been uh, quoted as saying something to the effect of he didn't want to get rid of it because he felt like if he got rid of it, then it wouldn't be in his control. Right. He wouldn't be able to, to do something about this stuff that was happening to him. Technically, I think if history has proven anything... He'd have to work really hard to get rid of it because it's not an easy thing. People are unwilling to accept it for long. Right. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about these effects. Yeah. That that happens to people besides the physical illness, like we've mentioned, uh, that being hives and welts and bleeding of the eyes and hair loss and all that good stuff. That's <laughs> like it reads like a bottle of Propecia, and the bulbs bursting around it. The smells, the bugs. The writhing masses of centipedes. And black shadows. Apparently, it can affect electronics. Truly, this is a thing of evil. And there's a superstition along with it that says even discussing it invites bad effects. But we're not superstitious, are we? Well, that's where this whole (laughs) bullshit stems from. Yeah. I just, I don't Uh want anything to happen to our shit. All right. I don't... The, I think the thought there is it, it's it's kind of a, a you you get what you give yeah that whole idea so if you if you think positive thoughts positive things will come to you if you think negative thoughts you're gonna get a bunch of shit. what if you're thinking positive thoughts about the debit box I, I, it probably takes out all the bulbs I don't know but I think the the thought there is if you concentrate on this thing and this thing being such an evil thing, it's going to invite in the evil spirit to your life at that moment or, or at that time, you know, for as long as you concentrate on it or think about it. Yeah. So all this research that we've done, it's been great. It's, it's wonderful. I'm just waiting for the fucking hammer to drop. The hammer won't drop, and I'll tell you why. All right. Because we are very upbeat and positive people. <laughs> I, I just got a new apartment. Oh, see? I just signed a new lease. So, Biggity, boom, yeah. boom. New digs for Flora. Before I researched and, uh, this, potentially pod. new recording studio for us. Then maybe, yeah, we might, we might, we might, carpet. <laughs> yeah, we might move our our sweet sweet operation to Shangri Flora, so that in addition to recording the podcast, editing it, dealing with the music and all these things, now he won't also have to travel in order to record it. So we can take that off your very full list of things you do for the podcast. You also get to see my dog. I like your dog. Your dog occasionally likes me, but not all the time. Yeah. You just have to come over more. Yeah. Duly she'll, done. She'll get, she'll get used to you. We'll fix it. <laughs> uh, there's also this weird tendency uh, for owners of the box or people that are in possession of it 
to get real golem about stuff. Oh. They do not like to give it up. In fact, I think Jason Haxton has even been uh has even said at some point or or so I've read that he would want it buried with him when he Ooh. goes. That's really interesting. Which is the same thing as uh, the old uh, Jewish lady said. Yeah, also he's been known to rant about Trixie Hobbitses. <laughs> There's also the fact that he eats raw fish. <laughs> raw and wriggling. <laughs> oh, that was really good. What? Taters, precious. What? What? Taters. How on earth is this the first time I'm hearing this out of you? I don't know. You think you know a man. fat habits. <laughs> That's blip. That's blip. <laughs> that, I, the Dybbuk box just broke my ability to say brilliant or awesome. I don't know what. I just said, that's blip. And then called it a day. What? Blip, precious. <laughs> yeah, this thing is, is everybody's precious, man. But it doesn't make you invisible. <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody tried to wear it? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Oh, shoot, man. Good Halloween costume ideas for next year. <laughs> oh, be a Dybbuk box. Yikes. Dybbuk in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, there's there's a, like the, the amount of modern, quote unquote, folklore and supposition and fiction that surrounds us. Because it's a good story. I mean, like, it's, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. They've uh, made movies about it. I haven't seen it. I was supposed to this this weekend, and I didn't. So I'm I'm a bad person. I watched it. What'd you think? You know what? As uh, what, what I, was it I, called? It was. It's the possession. Okay, that's that's what it's called. Uh, on Netflix streaming, if you have that, uh, go go and watch it. I'll tell you what. I I did not have high hopes for it going into it, and it uh, surprised me. I I found it pretty entertaining. I mean, it, it Hollywoodizes. It, it basically picks up from the box just getting put in the estate sale. Oh, and then it's just a movie from there. It's <laughs> it's got very little to do with the actual events. Do that, they do they manage to defeat the box? Well, I, I guess I can't say. Why not? Spoilers. All right. There's not much to it in in terms of the story that that we've been t- uh, telling and everything, uh-huh. but it's it's a good uh, it's a good little uh, creepy flick, I guess. Yeah. Not not too many times that's that it was like super in your face scary. I, I, I I'm so bad at describing things, especially succinctly. But uh, it, I I liked it. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Sounds this per- is more sounds pretty bluff. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the movie focuses heavily on uh, a demonic possession of a little girl, which is not at all in any of these stories. Yeah. But it, it works for the movie. It does okay. So I, I would recommend to see it. If, if you're into this stuff, don't go into it thinking you're going to get the story in movie form of what we just uh, covered. But uh, uh, it's it's fun in itself as a movie. You want to talk about some explanations of this? Yeah. What yeah, the hell this thing could be? Let's. I mean, okay, right off the bat. It's all legit. It's real. Yeah, could be a malevolent spirit in a in a Jewish yeah, mind. People, cabinet. these ladies reached out, looked into the void. Void looks back and says, "I want some of that." Mm-hmm. And boom, now they've. And then the, the ladies were like, uh, "No, we're gonna put your ass in. <laughs> yeah, get in the box. Yeah. <laughs> be nice about it." Now, here's a good question about the story. Okay, the lady didn't seem to have any problems with it, but I mean, she conjured it. So was it that the the, the was bound to her, so it couldn't. Uh, I think that they bound it in the box, put it in the storage. Well, they they bound it to these artifacts, uh-huh. and and then um, put the artifacts in the uh, cabinet for storage. Right, uh, and then didn't open it. So, oh, so leaving it, it closed. Open, right. Yeah. So oh, she yeah. didn't open it, and that's why she was like, "Don't open it." Yeah. So that's why I don't. I, don't I just bought these light bulbs. Don't you dare. <laughs> uh, how about it's a hoax? Yeah. How about it's just made up to... Guy writes a fun story, wants to just sell a, a, a thing that he finds in an alley. <laughs> yeah, could be that. Jason Haxton uh, wrote a book about it. And then, like we just said, a, a movie came out a year or two ago. Yeah. So could it could it have started uh, uh, marketing for this stuff early? Or 
it seems awful early to be marketing per se. Right. I don't think it was marketing, but I think that if you if you don't buy any of it, which is completely okay, mm-hmm. um, a guy just wrote a compelling, spooky story and found a a really Jewish n- neat way to <laughs> a really neat way to to get that out there. I mean, who would have thought like to, to use eBay a product description as a, a venue for a work of fiction? I mean, that's hmm. I could I could learn a thing or two from treadmill for sale, <laughs> haunted by spirits. Yeah, of a sexual nature. <laughs> Girls come over to my house and they they feel they, hot. They want their 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 clothes feel clingy. They want to take them off. Mm-hmm. They're always spilling things. Yeah. That's a weird side effect. That's how you that's how you sell a treadmill right there. Yep. Um, done no, and done. You know, and there whenever someone finds a unique way to tell a story, I'm really impressed. There was a woman who wrote. Uh, who wrote a love story? Oh yeah, J.K. Rowling. The <laughs> boy who loved magic, <laughs> Agatha Christie. She um she wrote the story where it was uh, a love story. It was about this these two people meeting and falling in love and how their relationship goes. But the entire thing is written as an auction catalog, Weird. and so you you see the early lots in the quote unquote auction um, are an invitation to a party at a place, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. And a piece of a costume that one of or both of them wore, and and things like that. The receipt from the restaurant where they went to after the party to mm-hmm. grab something to eat, you know, like in it. And so it's each individual lot, but it, it together it's a unique way of telling a story. And I think that this guy kind of did a similar thing. He he was selling a product, but he was he was really selling a story. He was <laughs> selling a narrative, and I th- that's fascinating. That's I think very that's, cool. I think that's really cool. So yeah. true or not, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an explanation that's interesting. What if the thing is electromagnetic or maybe even irradiated? There I did I did um I listened to an interview where someone was discussing that and it was talking about the the at the end sealing it in the ark mm-hmm. with the gold. Right. They were talking about that that it's not impossible that this item was irradiated or had um, some sort of um, residual energy to it, and that the gold in the ceiling container is what was really helping that. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. there was sort of a a religion, a religious practice meets science. You know, um, sort of like uh, you know kosher foods. You know, because those were full of parasites back then. You know, so there's like a, a religious rule. But it's actually there's some there's some good scientific reasons why ah. it's done that way. Mm-hmm. Apparently, granite can hold uh, radiation. Yeah, and this thing having granite, uh, a granite statue or stone inside of it, yeah, uh, that that could have something to do with it. But that also can explain some of the physical uh, maladies that happen, especially hair falling out, yeah, bleeding or blisters, yeah, like connective tissue becoming uh, weakened, yeah. Uh, and if it's electromagnetic, obviously bulbs blowing, electronics being messed with. Yeah. That that goes a long way to explain that. But what about like the nightmares or the, the bad luck that's encountered with it? Well, I mean, the people who experience nightmares had other negative experiences with it. And so, I mean, especially take the guy's example. Like right off the bat, there's this, this weird thing in the basement and she's reporting i heard screaming and swearing and someone flipping out down there and breaking things so he has this idea of of violence in his head Mm -hmm. um you know maybe it's power suggestions like people who who feel like they've been cursed will through their actions enact that curse upon themselves Hmm. crazy coincidence all of the owners bought big old chunks of gloucester cheese uh, and just ate it all right before bed. Right. Like every every, every time. I, every single so one weird. of them. It's a coincidence, though. Yeah. I mean, keep Carl Young in his grave. It, we, don't need, <laughs> we don't need him for this. Shut up, Carl. <laughs> a, a very interesting uh, uh, yeah. scientific way to look at it, uh, the irradiated uh, electromagnetic theory. Pretty, pretty neat. You know, because they say the old Ark of the Covenant might have been some kind of nuclear device. The way they describe... It's power being used. Yeah, um, the victims of it would get uh, bleeding from their fingernails, uh, hair falling out. Their their faces melt, dude. Their faces melt too. That has been established <laughs> in a documentary from the early eighties by Steven Spielberg and yep. George Lucas. It's a um, documentary <laughs> <laughs> it shows you how to fight Nazis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
So it's also been said that the box is a box. It's the artifacts inside that bind the spirit. Uh, the the box itself is just kind of the vessel in which it travels. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it, it's destroying the box. I don't know. Best idea would that dissipate it? Worst idea, set it free. I would think set it free. Yeah. Uh, make it a lot. I mean, you'd have to go through the whole rigmarole of, of a, binding it again. That's a double or nothing bet right there. Yeah. Although I think the odds are even less. Yeah. And what are the Vegas odds on dispelling a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to ask my friend. <laughs> Jimmy the Gooch. <laughs> he, he, he knows that stuff. So, there you go. There, there you are. We did it. There's your... Uh, welcome, uh, America. Box and in, international listeners in Australia. In a... Uh, <laughs> in a cat urine smelling nutshell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a, in a, a wine cabinet nutshell. Yep. Don't Boom. open that nutshell. Don't do it. Leave that nutshell closed. Unless you're a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> or you are not superstitious. Yeah, again, <laughs> whatever you put into it, you get out of it, I guess. That's right, that's right. Um, oh, man. And look, and everything still works. Hello, microphone stand. <laughs> Ba-boom! Ah! Crunch. <laughs> My face. I've never seen a microphone stand explode before. <laughs> that, that seems pretty extreme. <laughs> it's funny, because I, 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 I'm getting a whiff of cat urine right now, and I, oh, I just God. thought... No, that's just me urine. Okay. I'm sorry. It's been a long night. Well, asparagus. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Let's try to eat healthy. Yeah, well, just, just I, do I just, me a favor. Don't don't open that cabinet right there. This cabinet here? Yeah, that cabinet there. It's the only cabinet there. Don't open it. Oops. i got rules in it. The- right. You know what you set loose oh in my, my God. Home? What is all this? Pooms! <gasps> Puns. All right. High production value. Yep. We're we're nowhere as good as Topol. Nobody is. That guy's awesome. Flora, do you want to do the first pun or should I? I leave the choice to you as you are the most respectful to the Dybbuk box. Why don't you do the first pun for us? Why don't you bite the bullet? And well, take one for the team. It's no curse to do the first pun. But, but it's no, no great, great honor, honor either. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't help but feel like my Tevya is is just Dracula in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Best new musical ever. Oh my god. Oh. If I weren't a dead man, I blah 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 All night long I'm sucking all the blood. Okay. Uh first one is a uh uh a movie I'm coming out the gates. Uh it's a movie review show where the the guy normally would just just says that every movie sucks, but there's something about him lately where he's actually been really supportive of everyone's filmmaking. Hmm. It's called Siskel and Eber. <laughs> Eber. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's oh, the, the good Dybbuk that attached himself. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see the blank look in yeah, my face? I did. Right I did. <laughs> I saw that thing just nice. hit the wall and you, not stick. You put it, No, you put a good fuse on it is what happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a store that uh, sells just uh, building supplies. Oh, good! And it's uh, just one type of of building supply, basically. It's called the Dibrick Blocks. Oh, nice! I see how that's Dibrick Blocks is a hard one to work in. Yeah, but that's all I got. Uh oh. I mean, not, I mean, I have another pun, but for for the, for the Dibrick box, that's a that's yeah. You you actually uh, branched out some, and I applaud you for that. Well, I had to. I mean, had to. Well, did you, uh, I'm, Flora? Do you uh, do you follow sports closely? All of them. Good, good. Did you? There's this uh, this football coach, in the NFL, who uh, they brought over from the European leagues, and uh, he's having a really hard time. It's like every time he goes to a team, huge problems. Uh, guys are reporting fighting, like wounds. Wow. Cat pee smell. And they they just you know finally they don't they just they have to get him out of the NFL. His name's Coach Dibica. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, now yeah. now 
Tell me I'm not playing with superstition by making a joke about the name of Ditka living in Chicago. Tell me I am not playing with fire. Well, I'll tell you, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good, though. I like it. I like it. All right. I'll I'll round us out here. All right. (laughs) I'll round us out with a bunt, a chip shot, (laughs) if you will. I've got an improv theater. Oh, I am already in love with this. Yeah, it's it's an improv theater. Uh, obviously, you walk in and, and it smells like cat piss. Right. There's one thing that's drawing all of these together. It's the redolent stench of cat urine. <laughs> it it anybody who watches a show there gets pissed off. Oh, kind of everybody's on. everybody's negative and yeah, a lot of denial and stuff there. It's called the ad libic box. Oh wow, good. <laughs> really well done. Better than a bunt. <laughs> okay. Better well, than a bunt. I mean, I, it's no home run. Maybe it was an error on the other team then. Yeah, you got you got you <laughs> got a guy on base with that. That was that was solid. Cool. Okay. Oh man. Well, I guess the the last thing in this podcast that reeks of cat urine <laughs> is listening. <laughs> Right off the bat, a new listener. Uh-oh. Gothzilla. I. I love that. Yikes. Yeah, hooray for Gothzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's baby Godzilla. <laughs> uh, she is des- decimating this city of listener mail town. Oh. Uh, we got a pun from our Sleepy Hollow episode. Yes. A spectral Viking who has been on the Atkins diet. The Breadless Norseman. Kaboom! Well played, Godzilla. Man, is the Atkins diet still a thing? Do people still do that? In the Midwest, it'll always be a thing because it allows someone to do what they're already going to do. Eat sausage. Yeah, and say they're on a diet. Polish sausage. My, Um, uh, My dad was on the Atkins diet. This is not a joke. It sounds like a bad nightclub joke. And uh, we went out to eat one night and he ordered cheesecake. And I was like, Dad, I... I don't, I'm pretty sure you can't eat that. He goes, it's the Atkins diet. I was like, I know, Dad. I don't think you can have cheesecake. He's like, no, it's cheese, Dad. It's cheesecake. Of course I can have it. <laughs> you get really smug about it. <laughs> uh, you know, not not totally a bad thing. Yeah. With uh, uh, cutting out all the, the carbs and crap. Yeah. That if you, if you want to lose weight, that'll do it. If you right. want to also have a heart attack, that'll <laughs> You know, but I think we've gotten smarter than the Atkins diet. Like yeah, a I slow so carb too. better way to go. There's a lot of better, better ways to go that don't jack your cholesterol through the roof. Yeah. Agreed. Thinnest man with a heart attack. All right, Flora, uh, why don't you dip into the old bag? Yeah, we've got uh, some mail from listener Taper. Tapers bring in the heat again. Why do I have to sing everything? Why not? Yeah. Uh <laughs> cuz America, that's why. Taper uh, brings out some some interesting stuff from the Guy Fox episode. Oh yeah, he he got he got deep on this. He says that uh, Shakespeare referenced the gunpowder plot in the Scottish play. Oh, that which, means that means our man Taper is something of a performer. Maybe, yeah. Uh, which apparently premiered the summer after uh, the plot went down or, or failed to go down. And he says, in a conspiratorial note, Shakespeare was related by marriage to almost all the conspirators, and the money man Thomas Percy was related to Shakespeare's former patron, Henry Percy, wonderfully known as the Wizard Earl of Northumberland. Hey, hey. Interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, I'm, he, I'm sure that's all he has to say. No, no, he actually... Oh, what? He, he points out <laughs> someone else's puns, he says, in the Harry Potter books. Uh, Dumbledore has a, his pet phoenix named Fox. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you're going there, Dumbledore. Yeah, neat. Thanks, Taper. That's, Technically, that's I'm, fun I'm stuff. surprised he's so well versed on Muggle history. Mm, well, hmm. Yeah, was it though? Was it Muggle was it? history? I don't know. Fox could have been uh, a, a, a well, Slytherin. Why don't maybe? you tell me? Why don't you tell me, America? I don't, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, America. <laughs> I like to. Address, I got your ear. I like to dress the country directly. <laughs> Listen, America. All right. Table and, of <laughs> uh, and we have a magnificent missive from our friend Jen. Oh. Mm-hmm. Jen, who put me in the penalty box. But never again. We did the episode just now. 
yep. that that caused me to to get in there. So yeah, see, we boom, learn. Boom. We learn. Yeah, slowly but surely. Uh, you might recall Jen's justice as being tough but fair. Tough, but fair. But fair. Mm-hmm. Tough but fair. Oh, I see what you did. I see what you did. Uh, Jen uh, loves to listen to our podcast, which makes her magnificent. Um, but she, Jen, take it, maybe maybe switch to the elliptical or maybe the stationary bike at the gym because you or made something ref- with a seatbelt. <laughs> you make reference to falling off treadmills twice in one letter. <laughs> so I'm just saying, there's lots of options. The rowing machine, good for laughing while you're doing it. <laughs> that's 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 a little. Can I get a quick the more you know sound? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, and uh, Jen's got a couple of pretty good puns for us here. Uh, from Chester our couple puns? <laughs> Chester couple puns. <laughs> Chester couple puns. Chester couple puns! So in the Campfire Stories, uh, talking about the uh, poem that Flora closed us out with. I remember that. Mm-hmm. The little, little match little, girl. Little match girl. Yeah, set herself on fire. Idiot. Which Which uh, she believes was the literary inspiration for the Alicia Keys song, This Girl is on Fire. Also, uh, I think this uh, the the author of the Hunger Games owes yeah. some money to the estate of that poet. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, and in the uh, our Guy Fox uh, episode recently, um, I remember that one. Yep, yep. Uh, Guy Fox gets busted. Could have uh, could have blown everything up and blow it. Not literally, like blew it in the colloquial term. Because if he'd blown it literally, he would have not blown it. How's that for so he actually logic? did blow it. He blew it by not blowing it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Beluga will. Yep. Uh, so he's put on the rack for torture to divulge information, and uh, she hopes he didn't stretch the truth too oh, much. Ow. Oh, uh, torture pun? <laughs> <laughs> Redundant. You're, you're dark, Jen. You're dark. I like it. <laughs> you go places few of us tread. Yeah. Uh, also, we now have a tour guide for the fair city of Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Never so, been to Philly. Yeah. And she actually knows the real truth of, say, the Liberty Bell, as opposed to the lengthy pile of bullshit that I rattled out once. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, thank you, and uh, yes, we will be celebrating both Christmas and Hanukkah, because why not, or Blurmus and Fotaka. (laughs) Sure. I like Blurmus. Fotaka. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a a Mexican H. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So, thank you, Jen. Thank you for writing in. And if you're on the floor at the gym right now, just start throwing water on people. Yeah. Why not? Just get up and say, you know I do this. You've seen me. Quit looking. <laughs> I'm on the Atkins diet. <laughs> Maybe get like a helmet. <laughs> like wear yeah. a bike helmet on a treadmill. That'd be pretty cool. It'll at least keep dudes from harassing you. <laughs> or encourage it. I don't know. I don't know what they're into in Philly. But hey, you know what? I applaud your commitment to fitness in spite of very real <laughs> threats to your safety. Way to go, Jen. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for writing in. And keep it coming. Do not be afraid to continue writing us. Any of you. All of you. You know who I miss? Bob. Bob. Peyton, I miss Bob. Peyton Bob. Peyton Bob. Peyton, what you, what you doing? More puns, what Bob. you up to, brother? Where you going? You, you know going who else on? I miss? Greg Bach. I miss Greg Bach. Mm-hmm. I know what you're up to. You're up to being funny. I wish that um, you would do a show in Chicago or that I had the opportunity to get up to Milwaukee when you do a show. We Bob. should go up there, though. I we should, we fully should go up agree there. with you. Uh, you. You know what else I miss? That's it. It's the only <laughs> things I miss in this world. Okay, we could have probably you, used... You know what Gray Cat misses? Yeah, I could have used some fancy cat this week. Yeah, but what does he, he, miss? Could, he could. he's not going to write in until you give him his certificate. Oh, shit. He's the king You're of Halloween. Sorry. He is the 2013 <laughs> Let It Be Known... <laughs> Far through the land that he's the 2013 king of Halloween. And don't be a dick and ask him to prove it because at this point he can't because I have not given him the certificate that I promised because that makes me a bad person and I'm a horrible person. (laughs) Gong, gong. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you so much. You guys are the very best. You. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now quit punching me in my dreams. (laughs) It's just rude, and I won't have it. I don't want to show up for work and explain these. Come on, y'all. What you can do, though, if you don't want to haunt our dreams, 
go and haunt our iTunes. Please do. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Uh-huh. That that makes us uh, look legitimate, like yeah, we know what we're be, doing. Be like Dibbit Box, more like Dibbit Rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, boosh, boosh, like boosh, boosh. I find David uh, Stecco and David Flora sexually attractive, and I am a very attractive woman myself. Unfortunately, my job and my geographic location preclude the possibility of me engaging them in a more meaningful dating relationship, but other ladies who might live closer should definitely pursue that that we just did your work for you verbatim exactly (laughs) what the review should say (laughs) you're welcome and after you're done there head on over to facebook like us we're on blurry photos podcast there Uh, i won't tell you how to do that (laughs) Uh, youtube we're on there too uh still upon we're on there too uh you can follow us on blurry underscore photos on twitter yes and, uh, uh, of course, uh, besides all that uh, uh, social media bullshit that uh, they watch you do uh, every day sitting in their government-supplied office cubicles, uh, what you can do even better than that is tell somebody about us. Yeah. If people listen to their friends for reasons I'll never understand, but they do. <laughs> They'll listen to you more than any uh, Facebook thing like, hey, you should go listen to them. Oh, nobody, nobody pays attention to those. Nobody pays attention. Yeah, or or do that really dick Facebook move where you're like, oh my God, so excited. And that's it. And that's it. And then, then everyone has to come like, oh, what happened? Hope it's good. Oh, oh. They you want can, some attention. Right. And then you can be all like, oh, OMG, blurry photos are my new BFFs. Wee. Everybody go Smiley face, smiley face. Link to our podcast. I, I, I don't care what you do on Facebook. If you link to us, that's great. Oh, you're awesome. I just, just got done saying I wasn't going to tell people how to do Facebook and then I did it. Curveball, man. <laughs> I'm unpredictable. I'm cannon. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this episode of Blurry Photos. Oh, that's right. I have been sold on eBay as David Flora. Oh, nice, nice. And I am David Scutagera Coleoptrata Stecco. <laughs> yeah. That puts me up to like five times in my life that's come in handy. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Yeah. All right. If this were a podcast, <laughs> bye. <laughs>